Welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity, what we call homo spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing that we are referring to is the connection to the higher self part of our true self-anatomy that people call by various different names around the world and throughout time and throughout cultures. Our prime directive, above all else, as Lori and I view this, is to make and constantly return to TOT, the one thing, connection with TOT, day in and day out as our first step in dealing with problems in our lives rather than viewing life problems as things we can solve separately from TOT, and then we'll come back to the one thing connection later. So in this episode, we're going to be focusing on choosing the most serving new world order. And before you panic about new world order, we'll go into what we mean by that. We're going to look at how there has always been a world order of one kind or another, and uh, that has dominated, uh, been dominated by one group or another. And we'll explore the choice that Lori and I believe we currently face in selecting the new world order we'll support. And we'll offer our perspectives about the world order that we believe best preserves genuine freedom and promotes our connection with the one thing. And we'll wrap up by proposing some steps you can take to help ensure that the world order you want next is the one that prevails. Oh, that and sounds looks so like true. we have a kitty visiting yeah. us. <laughs> she she wants in on the new world order too. <laughs> she does. One of our two kitties is yes, Isabel. Right. So um, yeah, that's this is juicy. So happy to be with you right now. Um, so let's just define in a general way world order. Um, and we're going to say that the a world order, in general, a world order is a mechanism implemented by a dominant culture, country, or religion to organize and control humanity. And we we feel that the leaders of the this kind of world order, and it's laced throughout history, as David will talk about, the leaders believe that this world order is good for is is for the better the good of humanity and um or and they present it as such as well even and, if they don't believe it <laughs> yeah they yeah they're trying to convince the you know the people in the order that it's good whether whether they believe it or not um and it can be quite kind of seductive the presentation of a world order right so and i i think that when we drop into a life in human form. It's we're dropping into a programmed matrix for operating in human life, and it may or may not be in our highest interest. And there's a way out. And we knew that on a soul level, we knew that when we checked the box and said, yes, I'm going to drop into this matrix. And I am going to um, follow the popcorn trail or the breadcrumb trail of my heart and my soul. And it will show me my way, the way through. And that whole experience expands the universe. And that's the reason we do it. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. And 
You know, a lot of people that I talk to seem to talk as though there's never been a world order before. And now there's a world order that's emerging and we have to oppose it no matter what. And so the the first potentially shocking thing, at least for some who are watching or listening to this podcast, is that the idea that there's there's been no world order until now really reflects ignorance around about history. That you know, since the 1500s, there's always been a world order. And arguably, world order goes all the way back to ancient Greece and Rome and China as well, ancient China. There, there have been world orders in parts of the world that have been dominated by a particular group. And that group that runs the politics and runs the economics of a very large region of the world, they are the ones that are in charge of, if you will, for better or worse, that period's world order. So there's almost always been a world order of one kind or another. So I really want to encourage you to disavow any thoughts you've had that that think that you know, this is the first time we're dealing with a world order. It's not. This world order right now is a little different from ones in the past, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, But what what we want to focus on in this episode is about how we need to be thinking about the next world order we want, because the world order that has existed since World War II's end is now ending, arguably has already ended. And so we need to be thinking about the next world order we want instead of believing the false notion that there's never been a world order until now. Yeah, well said. And also to uh, add to that is that not only is it the next world order we want, it it's of our choosing. Like we don't have to be pawns in the game. We get to be at choice. And, Perhaps for the first time in human history. Right. And it's, it's going to be the loudest uh, voice that, that will actually, you know, take the stage, so to speak. And so, you know, our objective in, in all of this work is to, you know, give people information and tools so that they can make the wisest choice that and hear it coming from their heart and their soul and not be um, bamboozled by words just coming out of, you know, people's leaders mouths, so to speak. So today, the way David and I see it, we're just going to sort of do a broad brushstroke. We see that there are two primary competing world orders, not that there aren't other smaller factions of orders trying to sort of have their voice. But and and we also want to just say uh, up front that we don't have all the information on world order as it plays out today. But we do know that it's not helpful to pretend that there shouldn't be or won't be uh, continue to be a world order that that's just kind of the way humanity tends to work. So the more useful question is, what kind of world order do each of us want to support? and participate in? Where do we want to flow our energy? Because that matters, because <laughs> we're all made up of energy. We live on a planet of that is matter. And the way we uh, vote, the way we spend our dollars or currency, the way we, the choices we make is, is a, an investment of energy and it adds up and it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, it matters a whole lot. And 
just to anchor what you were saying a little bit further, the the dominant world order right now that's trying to emerge in the Western technological world and in other locations, not just the West, but in Africa and in Australia and uh, and in a lot of other locations, is one that is dominated by the narrative of what it calls itself, the World Economic Forum. Now, the, the caveat here is that there is China's version of a new world order, and there is Russia's version of a new world order as well. And there is a version of a new world order that is held by at least some groups in the United States. But the the most influential of the publicly known attempts at a new world order is through the World Economic Forum, the WEF. And if you go to the World Economic Forum's website, as we've mentioned in prior episodes as well, some prior episodes, <clears throat> everything is there. Nothing, nothing is hidden. It's all transparent. It's all hiding in plain sight. And if you only look on the surface of what the World Economic Forum talks about, it looks like a really good world order on the surface, to the unaided eye at least, and even to some semi-aided eyes. Um, but if you really pay attention, and if you look beyond what's covered about the World Economic Forum's version of the New World Order in the mainstream media, the more you dig beneath the surface, and I'm not talking about digging beneath the surface of other people's commentaries or editorials or spins about the World Economic Forum. I'm talking about on their website, through their material. If you dig beneath their surface, the more you do that, the clearer it becomes that, at least as Lori and I see what's on there, that it is actually nefarious. It is not the really good idea that it appears to be on the surface. We have come to view it as a bad world order <laughs> that creates cancel culture, that creates what you've heard us talk about if you've listened to prior episodes, homo machina, the human, human as machine, humans um, that are partly you know, biological Technology. and partly cyborg, and based on the notion that we are smarter than source. It's a very arrogant perspective. And uh, and the the deeper that we go into what the World Economic Forum is very visit visible about, it's really about creating a future for humanity, a new world order with increasing degrees of enslavement rather than freedom. Exactly. And it, even as you dig uh, on their website, if, if you can follow the trail of what they support, even though it's somewhat covered up uh, in some cases, um, you'll notice that what they support are is, isn't in favor of freedom for humanity. In contrast, the new earth, as some call it, uh, 
I, I think that's probably the, the best way to um, name it, is literally the opposite of enslavement. <laughs> it is a, a, so, uh, it's a, it's an earth that supports health of Mother Earth, health of humanity, and the freedom of humanity. And this is, uh, this is the other main world order that we're aware of. And obviously we don't, you know, we don't know everything, but th this is what we've been tracking for a handful of years now. So the other thing about the new earth is it, it has been, um, what's the word, not forecasted, but what's, is, is there's another word, like it has been prophesied, shown, <laughs> prophesied but also it's been, it's been coming up for a long, long time. And that at, we would get to some point in the collective consciousness or, you know, time in humanity where we would have the choice of, of um, co-creating with the energy of life or the source of all life, this new earth. Because if we think about it, for all of the history that we have access to, the mainstream history, it, it has been a history of, of enslavement and the haves and the have-nots and the, you know, the royals and the subjects and all that kind of, a, of, of an enslavement um, society and culture. There, are, there have been cultures where before our history where, where there was harmony, there wasn't war, there was peace, there was, you know, there was a, a, a mostly creative experience in a human form. At least for a period of time. <laughs> yeah, for a period of time until, you know, we made choices like, oh, I can do this without my connection to source. You know, some call that the fall from grace. Uh, and and we've been trying to fight our way out of that paper bag, so to speak, since that decision. So now we have the opportunity um, individually and collectively to choose to to line back up with the design of life. And this design is in support of individual and societal freedom, of spiritual sovereignty. This is what we're calling homo spiritus. And we've discussed homo spiritus in a lot of other episodes prior. And it's important that it's so easy to get um, seduced into the chaos of the current world and the concerns of some of the things that the World Economic Forum or, you know, the, the other world order is, is uh, trying to kind of push forward, like um, lack of privacy and uh, passports and, you know, all kind taking away our, our properties and our, our money and all of that kind of thing. This is all on the table, right? So it, I'm very clear that if I invest my energy into kind of flipping out about that possibility, then I'm, I'm stealing uh, my energy away from the vision of the new earth. So we're inviting you to go into your heart, do your research and find ways to hold a vision for this new earth. Even if it's a little sliver of it, at least your energy is going toward it rather than into something that you re we really don't want. It, it's a law of energy at where we place our focus, our attention and our awareness, the energy grows there. So, you know, we have to, um, uh, we have to, you know, train ourselves, really, it's a discipline to just pull out of the vision we don't want, and invest in the vision that we do want, just like we would a stock, if the stock were plummeting, we'd want to pull out or we'd want to pull our money out, right? <laughs> so that's just one example. And, and the idea of holding a vision for a new earth is not 
burying our head in the sand for what's really happening. We can very easily be aware and abreast of what's really happening and make our choices instantaneously to feed the vision, right? To feed what we want. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, the best way to say it. Yeah, very well said. There's one thing that I want to flesh out a little bit further because you mentioned passports and the types of passports that Lori is talking about is not the conventional passport that verifies citizenship in a particular country. Uh, what we're talking about with pa about passports in this episode is things like vaccine passports, social currency passports how how conforming are you to a particular society's um mainstream rules and things along right. those and china lines. actually already has this uh, you know in in the beginning stages of engagement so yes this is not uh far out stuff this is it's not actually, theoretical it's not <laughs> it's actually happening and you know we we're america is the land of freedom and we're very david and i are very uh devoted to standing for and and doing whatever it takes to maintain not only the freedom for our country but for the world to be a beacon of light around yes. freedom absolutely so that, because that's our true design we you know if left in the hands of a few who have other uh who have other uh, agendas, well, of course, then we're going to lose it. But uh, I don't I don't think we're going to go all the way over that line. But we do need everybody all hands on deck. Yes, indeed. And so in that spirit, we're going to unpack a little bit more uh, about the the chipping away of freedoms and spiritual self-responsibility. Yeah. So I guess, you know, there a lot of, especially during COVID, a lot of people said, oh, I just want things to go back to normal. Um, and, and that's understandable because before COVID things were seemingly pretty good, even though freedoms were still being subtly chipped away at. Um, I just want to say we're not, we won't be going back to that normal that, that there's no way to go back to the way things were. It's, you know, the idea of opening a can of worms, you can't put the can, the worms back in the can and close the can. It's, it's done. So it's too late. <laughs> um, there's, we have to also just get right in our mind that regressivism, re, you know, going backwards is not freedom. Freedom is something that's created from the present moment and the next present moment. And it's a choice we make uh, all the days of our life, really. Yeah, that's so important. Regressivism is not freedom. Mm -hmm. In addition, if we have a notion of freedom that is only about me, 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 or my group, my group, my group, or my group's ideology, my group's ideology, my group's ideology, we are confusing freedom with narcissism. Freedom is not narcissism. There's a, a famous line from Spider-Man, uh, which is um, with great responsibility, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, what we're offering up is a paraphrasing of that. With great freedom comes great responsibility. And that responsibility is really connected to expanding our notions of what patriotism is. I consider myself to be a devoted American patriot. 
and I consider my patriotism to the United States to live inside of larger patriotisms. So if you think of nested dolls, this is nested patriotism. So my first patriotism is to the sphere that we live on and, and to ensuring that Mother Earth remains healthy. And my patriotism inside of that is to humanity. And my patriotism inside of that is to the United States. And my patriotism inside of that is to the groups that are, are my affinity groups. Uh, and, and then to my uh, individualism inside of that. Uh, so, you know, the most common form of patriotism, which is my group over all others or my country over all others, is group narcissism in disguise. And the time has come not to end patriotism, not to end national patriotism, but to embrace nested patriotism the way I've just described. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I would also say, I mean, my, my first devotion, I wouldn't even call it patriotism, is to the source of life. Yes, that's that, above patriotism. Yeah, it is. It, and it's, it's uh, the reason I'm so devoted to that is because we won't, we can't get free. We can't live as a liberated homo spiritus connected to the source of life, facilitating and co-creating a beautiful earth and countries that get along and that kind of thing. We cannot do that without the one thing. It's not possible. We've tried. This is the point of our podcast <laughs> is to, you know, try to convince you, if you will, that, that uh, there, there's no longer anywhere else to turn, but to this alignment and then to be guided and, and, you know, directed accordingly. Then this, this doesn't mean it, it's taking away our free will. It's it's the opposite of that. It's, it's putting us in alignment with our, the heart and soul of what our, what our heart craves and the, and the use of that will in order to uh, fulfill who we really are in these physical forms and on this planet. And, you know, that's what the new earth is all about. It, it, it gives, it gives the, uh, it, it, it gives the ground under our feet, the possibility uh, for living in that way not even the possibility, it, it is the ground for living in that way. Whereas if we go with your world economic form in that direction, then we can pretty much be sure that enslavement will be ratcheted up and our freedoms will be chipped away as this is already underway and escalating pretty much as every day passes. Yes, re really well said. That's a, a new world order that heads us into a what, Laurie and I view as a very dark future. So going back to just say a little bit more about something else that you were emphasizing, Laurie, so, so rightly, our connect connection to Tot, to the one thing, is paramount. It, it transcends nested patriotism. Mm -hmm. Nested patriotism lives inside of and is in service to the one thing or, or not, but we're advocating that it does need to be um, in, in, in connection to the one thing. We don't get our vision 
of the new earth from history or from our own egos, our own seemingly separated from source egos. We won't get a vision of the new earth from either of those things. We get our vision of the new earth through our connection with higher love and wisdom and bringing that forth into the material universe. This is the key to bringing about a next world order that truly elevates humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well said. So we want to offer just a few takeaways before we, um, you know, end our time together. And the first would be, be very conscious about how you spend your energy. And I know for myself, I, I, I am going to start, I do this as much as I am conscious of it, I, to stop giving my energy over to uh, the forces that aren't serving the greatest good. Some people call that the sinister forces. Some people call that the cabal. I mean, it doesn't really matter. These are all just names that people use to have conversations about what's happening. <laughs> um, so it, it would be in all of our best interests to just stop giving our energy over to forces and orders in life that don't have the highest good for all of humanity at heart. And think about, you know, some people think that, oh, if I do that, then they're going to get away with murder. <laughs> but the actually the opposite is true. Think about the war on drugs back in the 80s and how, you know, there was this big movement to to get rid of drugs and and all this energy went into going against drugs and it's worse today than it was then. So it, it's just it speaks to a law of energy that where we give our energy, it grows. And so if we are going to push against uh an order that we don't like, we'll just bring it in. But if we unhook from it and, and uh, pivot ourselves toward a, a world order, a new earth that we are choosing, uh, that's a right use and investment of our energy. Right on. So that's takeaway number one is to reiterate it. Stop giving your energy to overattention on the sinister right? Overattention. Right. Don't right. ignore it, but don't overattend to that. And Second, notice when you get, sorry, honey, I just want to yeah, go ahead. Thing. Notice when you get, uh, when you're, when you have a charge or when you're triggered by it, that that's when it's got our, it's hooks in us. Right. And then personally, my, my devotion is to return that energy back to the one thing because it's not my energy energy anyway and i'm using it poorly by get, being triggered by something so anyway mm -hmm. the second takeaway we want to impress upon you is to research the world economic forum's vision for the future of humanity don't research it by believing uh, the editorials or the the coverage uh, about what the World Economic Forum allegedly says, either by those who support it or by those who oppose it. Don't do it that way. Our, our recommendation very strongly is read the World Economic Forum's own statements about how they view the building of the future of humanity. And again, in order to do that, you've got to dig beneath their surface messaging on their website and look at the details about, about um, 
you know, uh, plan 2030 and things along those lines. And you and, need to use your heart in this, mm-hmm. in this process, as well as your head. If you only use your head, it'll, it'll scare you and you'll read things that aren't there. That's true. And, and remember that locked inside of virtually everything is some kind of grain or pebble or boulder of truth. So you'll see things in their material that you'll say, well, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. And some of those things aren't too bad. They they don't sound too bad, except when looked at in the framing, the overall framing of that vision, then they start to look different from those grains of truth. And in addition to researching the World Economic Forum's own narrative about itself, also research fifth dimension, new, uh, new, new earth, sovereignty, and freedom. And there are a lot of different sources for that, that different people are more, uh, you know, more drawn to than others because there are different ways of naming all of that from metaphysical to more scientifically based and based on your research get clear about which of those two versions of freedom you support exactly and then practice the side that you're going to give your energy to in your life practice the visioning of it, practice the upgrading of it in your life. You know, we, we build energy by practice. Yes. And part of the practicing involves recognizing that we can't choose both. We can't choose both visions. It's going to, in the end, boil down to each of us deciding which of these versions of the future of humanity and the future of freedom that we support. It's it's really not possible to have one foot in one world and one foot in the other. Exactly. And they say that about fear and love. We can't have both at the same time. We're either going to choose fear, or we're going to choose love. I would say that the world economic falls under the umbrella of fear and the new earth falls under the umbrella of love. And we must pick one or the other because we can't hold both in our system at the same time. Indeed. And so building on what Lori was just saying about practicing embodying whichever of those perspectives you embrace, you side with, as that becomes more and more well-practiced in you, then the final takeaway is catalyze that vision in whatever your chosen spheres of influence happen to be. Because none of us can do all that needs to be done. Whereas each of us who are doing what we are called to do adds up so that collectively all the bases that need to be covered get covered. Exactly. All the puzzle pieces get, you know, brought in and the puzzle gets created as a whole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Great. So anything else before we... No, I just think that like our previous episode and some of the episodes before that, parts of this may be important to listen to more than once as well. Right. Good advice. And so as you know, each time at the end, we have, uh, we tease you with our next episode and 
in our walk on Saturday evening before uh, recording this, we came up with the most brilliant episode uh, for this this time for next time. And we thought we would remember uh, because at the time it always sounds so good. How could you possibly forget? But lo and behold, we didn't remember. <laughs> so we're going to call it a surprise episode and know that between now and then we will remember what it was and you will get the benefit of that. <laughs> and it will and then- piggyback on this episode in some way. Yeah, that, that much was I remember. that much we do remember. Exactly. And so until then, until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, so you and all of those around you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus. <laughs>